Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. I want to invite you to turn in your Bibles as we go to our sermon text today and we look at the God of comfort found in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 2, we're going to read to verse 8, I believe, yes, I think we're going to read the first 8 verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 2, I'm reading out of the NIV version, grace and peace to you from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us all in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. I'm going to stop there. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you, Lord, again, that your word declares that you are our comforter. You are that God that brings comfort in the middle of of trials, in the middle of tragedy, in the middle of loss, Lord. You bring comfort. You bring joy, actually, in the middle of all that, like nobody can. And so, Lord, we look to you today. We continue to lift up um, our dear sister Charmaine to you in our prayers. And, Lord, we pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would remind every single one of us Who will face trials? Who will face sorrow at some point? Lord, remind us that you are that comforter that will never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen. Amen. There are times like this when you may experience depression. You may experience all sorts of emotions. How many know there's five different stages of grief? I mean, the most common one is immediately shock, which can lead to anger, despair, depression, and so forth. I'm not here to talk about the, the, the levels of grief, but I am wanting to talk to you about the God of comfort. Amen? This year has been one of those years. Some of you have seen suffering. I know Brother Bill just lost his uncle as well just a couple of days ago and just was with him a week ago. So I know some of you are going through tragedy this year and in the last year, year and a half, and it's been a struggle. But here's what I want you to know and to remind you, don't get so caught up in your despair that you can't dig your way out. Sometimes we can dig and dig a a, a cave of despair and we can't get out. No matter what our prayers are, no matter what we do, it seems like we can't get out. And sometimes, and you've seen this with maybe friends that you know, they'll dig a, this, this, this pit of despair and they choose to stay there. They choose to remain there because they're so hurt. 
But God, I want to remind you, God uses our suffering to refine us and purify us. Did you know that? He will use that suffering to refine and purify each of us, to cause us to repent and turn from our sin even. You may be here saying, but Pastor Rick, I didn't do anything. I'm living right for God. I'm doing the best I can. Yes, I, you probably are. But God has a way to refine you and purify you. When you look back at the things that you've had to endure, all of us seemingly have said, I don't know how I can get through this. I don't know how I can get through And you can't without the help of God. Amen? You cannot get through it without the help of the Comforter. But God often uses suffering to refine and purify us. He often uses it to stir us to continue, continually cry out to God for help, which in turn forces us to trust God in the middle of that storm, in the middle of that suffering. He uses it to strengthen us through the endurance of suffering, to cause us to obey Him more than ever before and to live more righteously than ever before, to make us stronger witnesses for God. But having said that, again, I want to warn you, it can be extremely difficult to get out of that mindset of doom, despair, and depression. We can allow ourselves to sink to, those, to that pit. And that's exactly what the enemy of your soul wants to do whenever we face trials of any kind. He wants to keep you in that pit. How many know that? And the Lord is, is there saying, no, I'm here for you. I want to encourage you. I want to be your strength. Amen? And that's why the answer to getting out of that pit, to ever, if you fall into that pit of depression and despair, the answer is found in the Word of God. What do we need to overcome despair and experience renewal in our hearts and in our spirits? Well, the Word of God gives us that answer. What appears to be just a simple, pleasant exchange or a greeting is actually the answer that will lift us up out of despair. And I'm talking about verse 2 that we just read. If we can put that back up on the screen. Look at verse 2. It's the first one right there. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. Grace and peace to you. Did you know that the grace and peace from Almighty God will lift you out of that despair? And that's what I want to talk to you about this afternoon. Paul declares this right here. He greets the people. Grace and peace of God to you. So the first thing I want to remind you of today is remember God's grace and peace. Let me just ask you right now, just by the showing of hands, how many have gone through tragedy, loss, despair, and experienced the presence of God? Look at the, look at the hands going up all around you. All of us. If, if you got gray hair like me, you've experienced God's grace. Amen? Amen. And for some of you younger people, it's going to happen. It's going to occur. But remember God's grace and peace. These are gifts from God himself. They transform our lives. They renew our spirits, our, our attitudes, our character even. What is grace? Grace, the Bible defines it as God's unmerited favor. In other words, we don't deserve it. We do not deserve God's grace. 
But the reality is that, that God's grace, which is salvation in Christ alone by faith, trusting God, His Son Jesus Christ, gives us the right perspective on life and eternity. You see, when you don't have that perspective of God Almighty and eternity, you're, you're, you quickly fall into that pit of despair, and that's where it's easy to get stuck there. But as believers, God's given us the right perspective. Here's the good news about our brother Sonny. He received Christ in this building. He received Christ as his Lord and Savior. Amen. And his last breath here was his very first breath in eternity. While it is a time of sadness because we, we won't be with him anymore, let me just remind you, rejoice because he is in heaven now. And one day you will see him again. Amen? Amen. The truth is, spiritual salvation, forgiveness of sins, a relationship with God Almighty is what we need to navigate through all of life's issues, through the hurt, through the pain, through the loss. Amen? Amen. But here's the problem. Even with believers, here's the problem. We tend to think that what we need is, 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 is more money to get through that situation, fortune to get through that situation, designer logo clothing, wonderful cars, wonderful homes, popularity, power. That'll bring us happiness and contentment. contentment. Well, no, if that were true, all of Hollywood would be happy. There would never be suicides or breakups in Hollywood. Well, that's not the case. Amen? That's not the answer. The answer isn't found in what you have. It's found in who you know. The grace of God brings true joy and unexplainable peace. Even during hardship, even during loss. Let me uh, share with you another scripture found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Chapter 12 and verse 9. Wonderful scripture that you should have underlined in your Bible as well or noted on there, but it says this. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Here's the simple truth, church. In admitting our weaknesses, we affirm God's strength. When we affirm our weakness, see the Bible says when we are weak, He is what? Strong. He is strong. All of us here are, are weak at some point. You aren't all super 100% uh, Holy Ghost empowered Christians 24-7. It just, I wish it would work that way, but it does not work that way. In your weakness, God is your strength. Can I remind you of that? Amen. God's free gift of grace is sufficient for you. You have everything you need to get through this. You have everything you need to get through that trial. Amen? Amen. No matter what you're going through. And this amazing truth of God's grace reminds us of His amazing peace that only He can bring. I don't care where you go to, Lake Tahoe, Yosemite, whatever place you know that brings peace to you, the ocean, It'll bring a measure of peace, but only God Almighty can give you spiritual peace. Amen? Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7, and you knew I was going there. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. 
in the NIV says it this way, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I believe the King James Version says it this way, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You don't understand it. How you can possibly have a peace in the middle of that storm? How, when you should be wailing and crying and depressed, how God will give you a peace in the middle of that storm? Let me tell you right now, it's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. The designer clothes may make you happy for a moment, but they don't give you peace. Amen? They don't give you eternal peace. So the first thing we remember is God's grace and His peace. The second thing we remember is remember what God is to you. What is God to you? Well, we know that God, because of Jesus Christ, His Son, it is Jesus who reveals the Father to us. It is Jesus who provided the way to God. It is Jesus who took our place in death so that you and I can have eternal life. Amen. So we praise God for who He is. And who is He? He is the King of Kings. Amen. He is the King of Kings. The one that we come to glorify. The one that we come to praise. Psalm chapter 16 and verse 11. I love this verse. It says it this way. You make known to me the path of life. Now who, who makes known to us the path of life? God Almighty does, the King of Kings. He says, you fill me, you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Only God can give you that joy, the joy that, that lasts more than a moment, the joy that's here with you during hard times as well as good times. God alone gives you and I that joy. Amen? Remember what God is to you. He is the King of Kings. And then the third point I would remind you today that God is our comforter that remember what, what God has done for you. Much like myself and, and a lot of you, you had the old person, now you have the new person. Sonny was the same way. He, and that's why the people that knew him were so proud of him, how far he had come to be actually attending church, being an usher, helping out at different people's homes when they had a need, helping out in my house, pouring concrete one time. I mean, the, the man was amazing. When you asked him for help, he was there. He was there, amen? And when you remember what God has done for you, it reminds you of who saved you. Who brought you out of that pit of despair and put your feet, as the old song used to say, brought you out of the miry clay and put your feet on the rock to stay, amen? amen? That's where he's placed each of us. He's placed us on the rock and Jesus Christ is that rock. God has transformed each of us here today. He's taken our lives that used to live selfishly and just for ourselves and molded us into the person that he wants us to be. No, we're not perfect. I get it. None of us here are. But we're on our way. Amen. Amen. 
We're never going to see perfection until we get on that side of eternity anyways. He has brought us out of darkness, out of sin, and to his marvelous light, the Bible says. He has forgiven each of us so that we would have eternal life in him, Almighty. Because of this, God in his grace gives us what we do not deserve. And in his mercy, he does not give us what we do deserve. Let me say that again so you understand that. Because of this, God in his grace gives us what we do not deserve. And in his mercy, he does not give us what we do deserve, which is punishment, divine wrath, eternal separation from God Almighty. But in God's love and compassion, and as the comforter, he extends to us his mercy. His mercy, his mercy is upon each of us. Amen? How many are thankful for his mercy today? Amen? Where would we be without his mercy and his grace? Amen. And it's in light of this, in light of his mercy, that we are reminded that he is the God of all comfort. He is that God of comfort. The, let's put up the original sermon text up there. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3. Look at verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Not just some comfort, not just a little comfort, but the God of all comfort. Where do you go to when you need comfort? Well, some of us go to chocolate chip ice cream, I know, or whatever, cookies and cream ice cream, or chocolate chip cookies, like I had last night, and, and it was good, and that brings me joy for five minutes. But guess what? If you want joy to last forever, you go to God. He is the one that will bring you joy and comfort, compassion, and the God of all comfort. That word comfort in verse, the verse we just read right now, Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Do you re recognize that that word comforter, the Greek word is the same word that's used when it describes the Holy Spirit as our comforter? It's the same original Greek word. So know that this comfort that it's talking about here is the same word. He is your comforter. He will comfort you like nobody else can. Have you ever figured this out how your mom and dad or your brother, sister, or somebody may come and offer you words of encouragement, words of, of just trying to encourage you, but they fall short. And only God himself can bring you comfort. Sometimes it's through his word. Sometimes it's just you being alone with him in his presence, praising him and worshiping him. And then you become comforted by his loving words, by his presence. Amen. Amen? Because he is the comforter. You see, God's comfort is a comfort of, of assurance. Assurance because you know that he is never going to leave you nor forsake you. God's comfort is a comfort of strength. He is a pillar of strength to you. We can run to him, the Bible says. He is our refuge. He's our strength. God's comfort is a comfort of his presence. Not only is he there with you right now, but he never leaves you, nor will he forsake you. 
God's comfort is the comfort of His presence. And then God's comfort is the comfort of His guidance. God will never steer you wrong. Let me tell you right now. God will never steer you wrong. You see, one day He steered Sonny into this church. God didn't steer him wrong. God granted him eternal life just by coming here and giving his life to the Lord one Sunday. God will never steer any of you wrong. He will give you guidance. The question for you and I today is this. Are you going to allow God to bring you comfort? Whether it's through this situation or whether it's another situation you may be facing at home, at work, God's only going to work in your life if you allow Him. Because how, how many understand this principle? God is a gentleman and will never force you. He will never do anything that you don't want. If you don't want to serve Him, He'll never force you to do that. God is a gentleman. And if you let Him, as a believer in Jesus Christ, no matter what you're going through, Know with full confidence in God that He will comfort you. That He will be with you. He will assure you of your relationship with Him. He will empower you to continue to fulfill your purpose in Him. He will be with you and nothing, the Bible says nothing can separate you from His love. Amen? Nothing. But you have to trust Him. You have to trust Him. And He will continue to guide your every step, fulfilling His purpose that He had originally designed for you. But you have to trust Him every day. So church, don't allow discouragement, despair, depression, trials, to rob you of experiencing God's love. See, God's love doesn't change. It's still the same today as it was yesterday. And it's going to be the same as it will be tomorrow. Let God hold you by His grace and His peace that He's willing to give you today with His mercies for, forever and His comfort forever. Amen? God's comfort is greater than anything you and I can experience. So again, to recap, for the believer in Christ, this is what each of us here today have available to us. Number one, remember His grace and peace. Remember what God is to you and remember what God has done for you. Those are the things that should keep you focused and going in the right direction. Amen? And as I begin to close, I want to read to you Psalm chapter 103. Psalm chapter 103. Verses 1 through 5. This is out of the English Standard Version, the ESV. Listen to these words. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You see, Jamba Juice can't do that. 
Black Bear Diner can't do that. The House of Prime Rib can't do that in San Francisco. Only God alone can do that, amen? amen. Only God can bring you that comfort and all the benefits that he, that he provides to us as believers. Today, church, as we close, I just want to remind you, I, I believe we were meant to hear this. Maybe for the passing of Sunday, maybe for others of you that you may be going through hardships and trials of other kinds, but you need to be reminded God is your comfort. God is your comfort today, tomorrow. No matter what you're going through today, our God is a God of comfort. Won't you allow Him to be your comforter today? Amen. Be comforted by the Holy Spirit. And as we close today, here's what I'd like to do. Would you stand with me today? I know we're in a time of COVID, but if we could just fill the altar up here and close with prayer as a family, I would, I would appreciate that. If we can just gather up here and... Um, this is family. I know Charmaine's not here today to hear this, but I pray that she sees this on YouTube later. But we want to be an encouragement to her. We want to be an encouragement to each other as a body. Amen? Let's just go to the Lord in prayer right now. Father, we trust you. We look to you, Lord. God, you are the God of comfort. And only you can provide that comfort when we're hurting, when we're lacking, when something inside is just missing. Because the enemy wants us to fulfill that by looking for something else, to fulfill that emptiness. And I just want you to remind each person here, Holy Spirit, remind each person here that God, you fill that void. You fill that emptiness and you fill it with your joy, your peace, your strength, and your comfort. I pray right now that every one of us would be comforted to know that, Lord, that you have us in your hands, that each one of us are your children, that you are our God, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. We love you. We cherish you. Lord, also help us to remember to cherish each day of our life that's given to us. Lord, none of us have tomorrow promised, but Lord, we have today. So I pray, God, that you would give us that understanding today, that we would appreciate today, that we would appreciate the people in our life, our siblings, our sons, our daughters, our grandchildren, our nephews, nieces, and on and on, Lord. Help us to appreciate them. Right now, in Jesus' name, Father, we ask you that bring comfort to each one of us that need that comfort right now in our spirit. And Lord, finally, we lift up Charmaine again to you. We pray for strength for her today. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would visit her and comfort her. And remind her that she needs to be looking to you, Lord, for that strength, for that peace, and for that comfort. 
and that we will continue to lift her up. Let her know, God, that she is your child, that you love her right now. Surround her with your angels and surround her with your comfort, Father. And God of peace and God of comfort, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. One more time, the Lord's blessing upon you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.